You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. Audio. All right. If you need another minute or two, otherwise we can begin when you're ready, y'all. Okay. All right. Just uh, checking here. Peggy, things. were there any specific things you wanted for me to cover? Well, I think if we, because you know, because of the length of time, I think if we just go through, and do you have seven networks to match the seven dwarves? I guess is the question. Actually, uh, it's quite a few. It's probably closer to fifteen to twenty by the the time we count. Okay, so we're gonna we're so gonna. So wasn't we're necessarily gonna, a one for one matchup. So it's really about dividing and understanding the social networks according to what you want to achieve and how you want to communicate, right? Uh, think of it as the idea when Snow White first met these, you know, wonderful little singing diamond miners. She was overwhelmed. She right. really felt it was more than she could handle in any type of sane way. Uh, the number one question I get from people are, oh my gosh, there are so many social networks. There's a new one every day popping up. How do I make sense of them? Yep. So the idea is, is that a you know kidnapped person can make sense of singing diamond miners. Smart, intelligent marketing people can absolutely make sense of multiple social networks. Okay. Then um, let's just, I think we can go through them. Do you want to group them by sort of um, how we interact with them? Because some you said, for example, we're messaging. Then there's the ones about rumors. You know, how are you right. grouping them? Because maybe, start... we would, maybe, we've, maybe we could start by doing like a, an overview of how you're grouping them, right? And then we go through the different groups. And that should take us, Shahab, that'll, that'll take us to the end. I mean, you talk about each one, right? Um, mm-hmm. We basically don't have to do this. is This is great because when you're on the show, Ken, we don't have to do anything except just sort of guide you through the breaks. We're going to have plenty for for 30 minutes, oh, right? Yeah. I think so, and it really starts with uh, it's almost an origin story, and that it used to be we just had one to worry about. There was the almighty Facebook, uh, and believe it or not, when you posted something, the people who had liked you actually saw what you posted. Kind of unique. Uh, of course, unfortunately, now you have to pay to get that same response. But life was simple. There was one social network. We kind of focused our time. And as each one keeps going on, it's been more and more of a challenge. Uh, there's probably an analogy with the greater media proliferation uh, that back in the Mad Men era, we only had, you know, what, three networks and public TV. 
Uh, it wasn't that difficult to do a media buy. It wasn't that difficult to do your marketing strategy because, okay, there, there's three. How do you split it between the, the three and maybe you do a sponsorship on TBS? Now, when we have so many and they have different audiences and it, it really is the same challenge that people who did traditional uh, media advertising have had to do with the 500 channels on cable. Got it. I think we'll have more than enough. So I think um, so. And where it originally started is I had wanted to talk a bit about the newest social networks, as you said, the mobile-only, uh, mm-hmm. messaging-centric, anonymous social networks, but you really can't talk about them until you kind of build up to it and say, you know, what are these other social networks and how do you put them in context as marketers, both from an organic perspective and earned media perspective, as well as a paid perspective. Uh, And of course, the the big gotcha is we all quote, we, uh, many people thought of Snapchat as, oh, this is this application where teenagers show off their naughty bits. Well, now it is a very hot, very successful uh, tool in order to reach millennials. Okay. And I don't think anyone would have predicted that even six months ago. So the latest round that people are using for traditional bad behaviors that people have been doing forever, how do you now reconcile, uh, should you spend money on a network that is thought to maybe not uh, encourage cyberbullying, but certainly cyberbullying takes place on the network, and, of course, the analogy back to, well, guess what? Uh, we still advertise on Facebook, and there's been Facebook suicides and bad behavior and inappropriate language and all of that. And that doesn't seem to stop or slow down marketers from advertising on any of those. But somehow this latest round of social networks, we are all, you know, flustered that, oh, my gosh, you know, people are showing off their naughty bits. And, well, that's just human behavior. You know, how do you do that and how do you make sense of that within the context of your... Now, again, if you're selling forklifts in Pittsburgh, <laughs> maybe Pinterest is not the right channel. Maybe Snapchat is not something that would be first on your list. But by golly, if you don't have a profile on each and every social network that allows you to have a profile, you're throwing away money and you're potentially causing problems in the future because some bored teenager on a Friday night is going to create an account with your brand name and six months (laughs) down the road when your boss says, where's our Snapchat account, you're going to have some real explaining to do. Well, on that that note, I think we can just really just dive in here. I'm just having one little problem, Brasco, and I don't know why, but my Skype has just told me it hates my recording software um, for some reason. So, can you be sure to get me this um, audio at the end of the show so I can have it transcribed? Sure. Okay, that's not a problem. Not a problem? Because I had your MP3 Skype recorder, and it the only way it's going to work is if I cut off now, reboot, and play here, well, but here's, I don't want to cause us any more time the, delay. Well, it depends on the version, because the newer version now, if you turn it back on, it should automatically start back up again. Then I have to update my version. Okay. That's probably what I have to do. Right, version I have. Who knows? Have a new icon, a new red and black icon to it. it. Has a red and black icon, but it's from early 2013 and might not be the newest, newest, oh, newest okay. one. All right. No, I'll get you the copy. That's not a problem. Hey. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Is it just you and Shahan today? Do we have yeah. our our third person? No, it's just us three. That's all. So no. we're good okay. to go. Okay. 
because I thought last time we, we had one more, I guess I really did scare her off. <laughs> no, she got a no, job. But you, yeah. <laughs> you have a good memory, though. No, yeah, she's working another job, so it's a little bit tougher for her to go ahead and make appearances. Got it, got it. All right. Um, well, otherwise, we can begin when you're ready. Um, we're recording now. Hello and welcome to Mobile Presence, presented by Skywire.com. As always, bringing you the people and the companies, having a huge impact on all things mobile and helping you harness mobile for your business. I'm your host today, Peggy Ann Saltz from Mobile Groove, and I'm joined by... Nahab Zagari from Skywire. And our guest today is, for me, the man when it comes to social media marketing and uh, harnessing social media to achieve real and tangible results for your business. So I'm talking about none other than Ken Heron, who, uh, in addition to appearing in several of my own books and a regular column over at Mobile Groove, so here he is with us today on Mobile Presence. Welcome, Ken. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be yeah. back. Welcome back. Well, the man, the legend. Absolutely. I've tweeted that several okay, times. You guys should do my marketing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that after the show, Ken. No, um, but, but seriously, what I think is, is um, really, really interesting about today's show and what we'll be doing, because now you're a regular guest, you've joined the ranks of regular guests here at Mobile Presence, is you know we're going to have you back often talking about the social media and marketing space. So we had this conversation offline. And this show is going to be really interesting because you're going to walk us through all the social networks, help us understand, you know, which ones are good for what, and um, to keep us to keep us going and uh, to make this entertaining. You're going to be comparing them to the Seven Dwarfs and a little bit of Disney here. So I'll just let you go loose. I appreciate that. Thank you. And where the Seven Dwarfs analogy came in, uh, I have learned since being here in Orlando that everything revolves around Disney. Not a surprise, it's the bulk of our economy here, and they just happen to be opening up a new attraction this summer called the Seven Dwarves Mine Ride. Uh, so the media, the, the local TV reporters, newspapers, you remember those things, ink on paper, I think we still use them for the bottom of, of bird cages and, and so forth. Uh, they have been obsessed on the progress of the mine ride. So. On a near-daily basis, we get updates on animatronic doors. Uh, there's always something new, and you kind of laugh to yourself and think, do I really have to be a, a hardcore fan, a hardcore junkie to, to even understand this? And that's when it hit me that social media is very, very similar to this poor Snow White trying to manage these you know, happily singing miners because it started off fairly simple. So if folks are making a list, we're going to go through what Ken calls the mainstream social networks, and you are more than welcome to disagree. Uh, I welcome you know, differing opinions and thoughts. And then we're going to talk a little about the new mobile-only social networks that are different, but not uh, different in the sense that they are more messaging-based and that they are, quote, anonymous, unquote. And we'll get into whether that truly means they're private or not so much. But let's start with the, the granddaddy, if you will, the social network that most of us have, as marketers, started with. It was the first social network that introduced us to content marketing, that introduced us to, okay, I'm not just trying to do this hard sell, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. 
I'm actually trying to engage with people. For the first time ever, uh, for many in the sales and marketing realm, I was trying to add value. I was trying to uh, give actionable insights, show myself as an expert or leader in my particular space, and depending on the brand, especially with consumer brands, maybe even be entertaining. And of course, as marketers, we have grown more frustrated with Facebook and that Facebook used to be a network that we could get a huge value out of without having to open up our checkbook. Still took a lot of money and resource in terms of creating content, but it wasn't a network that we felt we had to write checks to Facebook in order to get value out. And everyone hopefully has seen the the very scary graphs over the past year or so where if someone liked my company page, my brand page, or even my personal page on Facebook, they would, uh, with all the different iterations of Facebook's magic feed algorithm, they would see the vast majority of the content that I posted, the content that I published thinking it would be of value to my audience. Because uh, essentially they they've valuable, opted in. They've opted in for that. They have. They have. Right. And Shahab, that is a phenomenal example that we're all familiar with the context of a mailing list. That Shahab, you have a mailing list. You write brilliant content that will give me whiter teeth, shinier hair. Of course, I want to subscribe to that. When I do that, there is an expectation for me as a subscriber that I will receive everything you post. There is an equal expectation for you as the content creator, as the marketer trying to sell or push or pitch whatever product or service you have, that when you hit that send key, barring you know email glitches and you know, pushbacks from the service providers, 99.9% of your recipients are going to receive the content you publish. That's kind of the, the social contract that we all had with Facebook. So when it skinny down, okay, it's only 90%, it's only 80%, and then suddenly it was 60, and now it's hovering two, two and a half percent. Hey, wait a minute. Uh, that's pretty serious stuff. So there are many brands who have been, uh, we all remember the pizza brand from a couple of weeks ago that, you know, did this very dramatic, you know, pulling out and saying, we're deleting our, our Facebook mm-hmm. account. Well, that, that sounds good. And, and it was great drama, you know, some very, very clever writing. Unfortunately, and, and this is the, you know, if you're taking notes here, this is the thing to write down as marketers. In 2014, we do not get to choose what channels, what media channels, social and otherwise, we have to participate on. If your target audience, if your existing customers, new customers are active on any media channel, you take the big sigh and say, oh, great, I have to be active on it. If somebody is trashing your brand on Google Maps, and yes, uh, Google Maps is another social network. If someone uh, ate at your little Italian restaurant and really had a negative experience, but they go to Google Maps and they post about it, guess what? You're now on the hook to actively maintain, to listen to, and to monitor that as one of your, your different channels. So Facebook was where we started. Uh, most of us still have some type of presence on Facebook. Uh, at the moment, I'm seeing people fall into two camps, both of which are, are grumbling quite a bit and using some very, very choice words that I think Ken's uncle was the last to use. 
but they are either saying that, yes, we are going to continue, you know, pumping forth and realize that 2% of a really big number is better than, you know, 100% of a lesser number, or, and I'm seeing this with increased frequency, and, and again, the language really gets colorful here, I'm going to have to pay to boost each and every post because I've now built up, you know, despite the fact that some costs are sunk, I have built up this audience, 100, 1,000, 10,000, a million, what have you, I need to reach my audience. And unfortunately, that means as marketers, we now have a new line item, a new expense item that we need to plan and forecast for that is making sure that people see the posts that we put out there. Any questions on Facebook yeah, yeah. before so, we go on to our, yeah, I just, our next? Yeah, I was just going to ask you, Ken. I was going to say, so what does this tell sort of the, the small, mid-sized companies, you know, big part of our audience, they're listening in, they're saying, you know, it was, as you pointed out, table stakes, but now it's a line item. Um, you know, in our lineup of dwarves that we're going through, is this one that, that, uh, that they can afford to skip? Uh, the, the honest answer is you never skip any of them. But I would okay. uh, define that that you can have an active presence and you can simply have a presence. You need to have a presence. If a new social network pops up in the middle of this call here, I'm going to pause you guys, go in, create my name, and, and I use the, the handle Ken Heron, all of my marketing, you know, if you're Joe's Plumbing or, or something else. Every moment a new network comes on the radar, you immediately go in and you seize your name. Remember back in the day, you know, kind of like Grandpa Ken here, uh, we had this thing called the Internet, and there was this free-for-all for domains, and there was a lot of people kind of pouncing, hey, I'm going to be real smart. I'm going to go in and register McDonald's.com on GoDaddy, and then they're going to have to pay me millions and millions of dollars to, to get that from me. Well, mm-hmm. it's a similar type of dynamic, unfortunately, for social media that you're busy, you're running a brand, you're running a business, uh, you don't necessarily know that some little niche social network has popped up. Now, guess what? The board high school student does. So it does make sense that as you hear of these new networks, to go in and create the, the placeholder, if you will, you know, plant your flag, seize the, the ground. And what's good about that is that it's not just a defensive strategy, something you have to do to protect yourself, like locking up the, the car in a parking lot. You can put in that profile where you maintain an active presence. So it's perfectly acceptable to say, thank you for you know, coming to our Facebook page. You put in all of your visual marketing assets, all of your information, your, your standard taglines and such, but you also let people know, oh, by the way, I'm more active on Pinterest here's the link. Oh, I'm more active on Twitter. Here's the link. So it's absolutely appropriate to let people know where you maintain a more active presence. So if they choose to, they can go there. Okay. Well, I'm going to get to the next point, Ken. We got to go to a break right now, but that's just the point. You know, we'll be coming back and we'll be talking about the social networks where you have to have a presence and what that presence should be. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Before we start, Shahab. Yes. Yes. You have something buzzing, I think. If somebody's on vibrate. Yeah, it's, it's like a wearable. I thought it was a new wearable because you're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> was it? It was. It was. Was it a jingle or more of a buzz? It was a vibrate. It was a buzz. Hmm. It was a little bit of a buzz. 
I thought it was your like your Fitbit having a fit or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't a bad. I mean, we don't have to do anything over, do no, we, Brasco? Because no, that was a great no. segment. And I just like to say, Bras, um, Shahab, after I introduce Ken and come back, and I just say, you know, it's uh, I'm I'm your you know I'm Peggy Ann, and then you're Shahab. Dive in right after there with your with your follow up because um, of course okay. we want to get Ken through our want to get Ken through his networks. But uh, if you had any questions about what he said so far or how he's gonna Present yeah, the rest have, of the network. Yeah, too. absolutely. I don't mean for this to be a monologue, so just, you know, go ahead and no. step in if there's questions or yeah. if you need to pause me for anything. Okay, so you'll jump in right after I bring us back, okay? Yep. Perfect, perfect. All right. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, presented by Skywire.com. My name is Peggy Ann Saltz from Mobile Groove. I'm Shahab Zagari with Skywire. And uh, Ken, again, thank you for joining us on today's show. Uh, I know you've got to get through the rest of the seven dwarves, but before we move along from Facebook, uh, the one thing that we've been noticing on the paid posts, so let's say you know uh, a brand says, okay, well, we won't promote every single post, but we'll promote the, the important ones, um, even though they're being promoted, they still seem to be mm -hmm. falling flat as far as engagement. So, you know, whether or not yeah. you, you know, hone in on the targeting, it still seems like, you know, for example, last week, one of the brands that we handle, uh, they promoted a YouTube uh, video, which again, for the people who are opted in, should theoretically uh, connect got about 10,000 impressions and the video s is still hovering at around 50 views so you know before you move on to anything else what do you think about those kinds of numbers on Facebook and, and promoting in general it's interesting we are seeing more Twitter like behaviors on Facebook and let me explain what that means. On Twitter, when you post something, and maybe you have a thousand followers, you don't necessarily expect each of those 1,000 followers to see absolutely everything you post because it's a stream, you know, it's a, a feed, the Twitter fall going by in, in near real time. There's a lot of competition for them, but it's there if they ever choose to look at it. Same with Facebook. There used to be, a t and again, let's take into account Facebook's multiple, multiple algorithms that they have told us point blank that even if you pay, we are going to favor personal content over brand and company mm. content. Uh, and, and they've been very, very clear in this. Uh, to their credit, uh, this is an adult uh, show, so I, I can use colorful language. When they screw us, they tell us what they're doing as they do that. Uh, that doesn't make us any happier as marketers. It's actually infuriating. Uh, right. But they have been fairly transparent as they roll out new algorithms and as they have, they would probably say they are not evolving their business model. From the marketer's perspective, uh, they have certainly changed their business model and that it is impacting us. And it hurts to go from 100% uh, reach to 2 to 2.5% two reach that's a big ouch if you spent the last five years growing a million person audience on Facebook. Uh, even worse, and, and this is a lesson and one of the reasons why we're going to go through all of the seven dwarves here, well, seven plus 
maybe another seven, is the idea that, uh, and we all know this intuitively, don't put all of your eggs in the same social media basket because mm-hmm. one change in the algorithm, uh, one flick of the switch, and suddenly what's producing the most revenue for your business could stop and dry up overnight. So if you have a significant chunk of revenue coming from any one social network, that is a very significant red flag that as a marketer, you know, talk business continuity uh, long term, you need to manage that so that if one network goes dead, goes off, you know, taken over by aliens, what have you, or just changes their business model, you are not negatively impacted as a business. So, so let's continue with that, with that, with that idea. Let's let's walk through some of those, through some of those other networks, because I know I'm really excited. I'm waiting to hear what you have to say about the mobile only ones and how to deal with stuff there. So, take us through them, Ken. Sure. Uh, well, let's go on to the Facebook owned network, Instagram. When Instagram first launched, uh, again, it's we should be seeing a pattern at this point. A network launches, it does something a little bit different. Uh, the, the serious people all scoff and say, ah, you know, bunch of hooey, you know, who's going to use that? Uh, you know, never going to be used for business purpose, for marketing, you know, especially B2B. Uh, and we have seen, uh, quite honestly, the complete opposite for every single social network that's out there. Creative marketers like ourselves have found ways to engage with people. So Instagram, photo plus captions. Uh, one could argue uh, photo plus hashtags. Uh, in the captions, we're not even seeing grammar or verbs or coherent thought. Oftentimes, it is nothing more than hashtag, 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 with people learning the more hashtags they put in an Instagram caption or description, the broader the reach that their photo will have. Uh, and we're seeing some incredibly clever things. Instagram is growing like crazy. Uh, you know, check the the watch. By the time uh, you're listening to this podcast, Instagram may have actually trumped Twitter because it grow, its growth, uh, the rate of new active users is really outpacing Twitter at this point. Hmm. That's interesting. Next up on our, it is. Uh, and these dynamics are changing continually. Uh, as to not just what's the hot or the popular, uh, because everyone says, what social network should I be on? And that often uh, drives a conversation of, you know, what are the demographics? You know, who's on it? Are they young? Are they old? Male, female? And I, you know, try to set them down, calm them down, maybe give them a nice cup of tea. Ignore the demographics. Oh, Pinterest is only for women. Oh, LinkedIn is only for, you know, business people. Uh, mm-hmm. Calm down. You have a target audience. Where is your target audience online? That is the only thing that matters. Yes, the demographics are interesting. Yes, we're aware of them. Yes, we pay attention to them. If I am selling bridal dresses and I am not on Pinterest, I'm moving you over to the forklift division because you are doing your, your company, your brand, a huge, huge disservice. But what matters is where are your people active? And if you don't know, ask them. And don't ask them once. This is not a set it and forget it strategy. You need to continually ask them where they are because this is changing very, very dynamically. So we spoke Facebook. We spoke Instagram. Let's speak for Twitter for a moment. Uh, 
everyone, I think the most common headline I've seen in the past seven days is Twitter is doomed. Uh, as yeah. if the fact they have a quarter of a million uh, people actively using it and quite honestly came off in their earnings call, and I agree with that wholeheartedly, they are now part of the broader mainstream culture, even if everyone in that mainstream culture is not actively using Twitter, uh, whether it's as a listening post or as you know, actively creating and publishing content, I think back, you know, let's go back to the things in the parrot cages, these newspapers. Uh, most people read newspapers, and, and we were okay with that. We were very accepting that not everyone chose to write letters to the editor. Uh, that was the exception rather than the rule. The majority of people got all of their value by reading a newspaper. They didn't feel they had to interact to participate and, and get value out of that newspaper. Very similar with Twitter. Uh, we've seen that it's a 60-40 split. About 40% of people have never tweeted, if you will, have not posted or published content. That's okay. Uh, if anything, we should make comment that that is a significant increase over the older forms of media. Uh, but still, people are getting value even if they are not actively publishing. Next up on our list is Vine the six-second video network that was actually purchased by Twitter before they even started or even launched. I love Vine for a couple of reasons, and I admit the, the first one is that everyone wrote it off. As people wrote off Twitter's 140 characters, people equally wrote off Vine six seconds saying, this is you know not going on to anything, it's worthless, uh, you know, there's yeah, yeah, no Shahab way a brand... Ken, um, so I will tell you what he loves Vine. Vine. I'm on it every day. And not only that, but you know, the people who are very, very good at it, they have been approached by all sorts of brands, Gum, Target, you know, uh, to do these six second vines for the brands and uh, they're getting paid for it. So it's yes, definitely I spoke you know, to a video producer last night. And he said that he has seen the impact on Vine that it used to be the 30-second spot was the, the flagship piece. Now he's seeing that it's down to the 6 and the 15 seconds that Vine has had such an impact on how we consume videos, how we consume advertising, that it has actually dropped uh, what is considered the, the most effective length in order for us to to communicate with our target audiences. So yes, huge well, I, fan of Vine. You know, I definitely, you know, use it to hone my own ideas because, you know, if even in a 30 second commercial, if you don't grab them in the first six seconds, you've lost them. Yes, yes. So. And we should, as we finish up on Vine, we should make a comment that remember when Instagram uh, announced video and everyone was predicting that, oh my gosh, Instagram is just going to, you know, slam Vine against the wall and it's going to dry up and disappear. Mm -hmm. Just the opposite. Instagram is going great, great guns, but the video on Instagram did not catch on to the same extent that, you know, people are still recording videos but they're finding that the, the white hot center of the social video is Vine, not Instagram. 
So we have to go to a break here. I can't wait to hear more about this list. And uh, I love the discussion here about uh, about Vine and the importance of, um, you know, being part of these networks, even when they don't appear on the face of it to be where the action is. So um, we'll be right back with Ken Heron. Stay tuned. Little note here on the pause. We have a six-minute segment now. How many more dwarves do we have, Ken? <laughs> uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I <laughs> let me think. Put, put away your duck shop. <laughs> Sounds like a. Uh, I, you know what? what I think. I, I'm just kidding. I, I get the best the best audio from Skype on my phone. Yeah. But and even on silent, I still get those emails coming through, and it kills ah, it. the notifications. So someone's yeah. like, you know, someone I'm on their silent. But... Got it. Okay. Well, we'll we'll work around it. Brasco said that isn't an issue. So let's think for a second. We have six minutes. We can't do an awful lot with it. Why don't we? Um, why don't we focus in on the mobile only ones to get there? Okay. And um, we'll simply have you back again to go through some more. Does that work with you, Sean? Okay. Yeah, sure. Why we'll not? Just come back to Unless you only. want to tease it and finish the non-mobile, and then we set up for the next time, and we okay, just then we focus just do on a, the mobile. Oh, that's good. That's good. Because I do we think do we could do a full 30 minutes just on the mobile and give them their full due. I would agree, because the mobile ones are also really, really key because they're they're the hardest ones to get right now, but they're the ones with the most growth and the most buzz and you know, um, mm -hmm. the I most agree. controversy, most definitely. Absolutely. And, and, and they're so aligned with people who like live on messaging, which is, which is every millennial, um, and, and so on. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we'll come back from the break. Um, I'll just let you continue. I'll say, you know, Ken, we're back and, uh, we're, we're going through that list. Who's next. And, and you just sort of do a rundown and Shahab, as you've been doing, just, you know, come in there and break it up a little bit. Otherwise, we have six solid minutes of Ken. <laughs> Not that that is I wouldn't fun. wish on anybody. Which I wouldn't wish on anyone. No, it's it's fine. It's just we got to have a little bit of, of give and take here. And we'll we'll do what we can. And I have Brasco's blessing all the time. If we go a little over, he doesn't have a whip. So And it's good listening. So why, why not let, let We just this, need right? a longer show, that's all. That's it. We'll tell them. We need an hour-long show, Brasco. Um, so on that note, <laughs> you get us some sponsors. We'll talk about that, Ken. Um, so all okay, right. so I'll, <laughs> all right. So I'll come back after the break and um, just let you continue. All right, and Shahab, you break in, so, so it's not a monologue. And I'm ready Perfect. for the timing when Brask is going to show me. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, presented by Skywire.com. My name is Peggy Ansaltz from Mobile Groove. I'm Shahab Zagari from Skywire. And our guest is Ken Heron, the man in social media marketing. Ken, continue with your list. Run us through those dwarves of social networks we need to understand and how we need to interact with them. All right, so we've ticked off Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Vine. Next, I'd like to talk about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is still the dominant site if you're going after the B2B market uh, for a very simple reason. I can give LinkedIn a little bit of money and they will enable me to focus in surgically uh, by title, by location, by size of company, uh, by tenure, uh, 
uh, really a fascinating mix of things. One could argue that they are as detailed, if not more so, in their ability to allow you as a paid advertiser to target who you want your message to reach as Facebook is. Uh, I've used LinkedIn as a paid advertiser multiple times now and have always been, I don't want to say surprised, but just really impressed with the ability to target. So even though they are, quote, expensive, the ability to really get a high, high conversion rate, assuming you have a good product and a good value proposition, well, well worth it. And as individual professionals, I think all of us here would agree that you have got to have a profile on LinkedIn. And the better and more complete your profile, the better you are going to look that um, the minute I have a meeting with someone, of course, I now have all of LinkedIn's multiple apps to do this for me. If I'm meeting with someone I don't know before, even before I Google them, I will go and check out their LinkedIn profile because that tells me so much about them. Uh, have they changed their haircut in the last 30 years? Uh, are they active at all uh, as content creators? Uh, you know, their associations, who I know that they have know. Have they even uh, filled out their LinkedIn page? And that says something. That really says something, that it, it's mm. 2014. If you are meeting with a senior person and they have, I mean, even Shaft has filled out his LinkedIn profile and, and did a, you know, grammar aside, did a pretty good job on it. <laughs> so if you're meeting with someone and they can't be bothered to do that, maybe unintentionally, that tells me an awful lot about them. Uh, mm -hmm. And probably none of it is terribly positive. I'd also like to speak about SlideShare. Uh, LinkedIn owns SlideShare. You're, you're seeing some patterns here. And SlideShare, I feel, from a B2B perspective, is one of the, the real hidden jewels. I don't find people taking as much advantage of SlideShare as they should for the mm -hmm. simple reason that SlideShare has incredible SEO. So if you are talking about some topic, trying to get a point across, it is an insanely effective way to get out there and get found, you know, by, not just by the search engines, but by the people who are interested in those spaces. It is ideal for introducing new products, new processes. Uh, I've used it for everything from traditional sales and marketing. I just recently used it for hiring. And you're thinking, really? SlideShare for hiring? Yes, because it is so hook-rich, you know, think of it as the Velcro of social networks, that if you're putting out good, rich content, uh, the people who are interested in that are, are going to stick to it, and you're going to have some very good discussions from it. Hmm? Next up on our list, YouTube. Hopefully everyone knows it, that that is still the, the king, if you will, of video content. Uh, no, not, just, really, not just for juggling cats, right, Ken? Not just, uh, it has, it has <laughs> And I have value. nothing against juggling cats, uh, <laughs> but it really allows, uh, you know, we can joke and say, okay, a picture is worth a thousand words, so does that mean a video is worth a thousand pictures? We know that if you want to end up on the morning talk shows, uh, one of the very clever ways to do it is to come up with a, a video that catches people's imagination and goes viral. And I, I have to add in the postscript there as I, every boss I have ever had has said, 
I want you to create a viral video, and you kind of sit there, you know, sweetly, and you say, okay, we create good videos the best we can with time and budget and, you know, the product we're trying to sell, but you really don't create a viral video. Uh, you create a video that has the potential to go viral, and for the company-created, brand-created viral videos, I've looked into them, and the more popular ones, all of them have been significantly supported by paid advertising to get them right. goosed right. And, and to kind of At least to them push it too. out there so that uh, the more people that are inclined to share it will do so. Yes. I've seen yes. that as well. Absolutely. Google Plus uh, merits mentioned because so many people poo-poo it, oh, it, it didn't catch on and it's a failed social network and, you know, the gentleman who was leading it just left Google. The reality there is, and I've said this from a couple of different positions, I obsessively use Google+. Plus. I use Google+, Plus to market to Google. I don't use hmm. Google+, Plus to market to people. At this point in time, it's a requirement. It's on my mandatory checklist for everything that I think is important to get out there, but I use it to be found on Google as a co-publishing strategy. Some people call it a trans-publishing strategy, but for actual live human engagement, minimal, a minimal, uh, I think once in the past 60 days, uh, an actual live human being responded to something. Now, you could, you wish a hobby, you could say, well, and maybe that's something about the quality of what you're posting. Uh, but I can put something up on another network, same content, if you will, and get dozens and dozens of engagements. I put it up on Google Plus, and it's absolutely crickets. So we're running out of time here, and I really want to get to the others. So what we're going to do, Ken, is we're going to have you back only to talk about the mobile-only social networks because those are a totally new breed. Um, they're really exciting. Um, I'll just let you have a last word here. Is there anything beyond Google Plus, you know, the network made for SEO, basically, that you want to leave us with, and we'll bring you back for mobile next time? Anything you can leave on your list? I look forward to it. Uh, two quick items. One, we can't have a discussion of social networks without also including Pinterest because it has redefined the wedding planning industry and many others. Uh, and for what we will be talking about next time as a teaser for people, we will look at Snapchat, Whisper, Secret, Yik Yak, and Ken's not making that up. That's Y-I-K-Y-A-K, Yik Yak, Truth, and Confide. And yes, they do sound like bad perfume names. I agree. <laughs> well, hopefully you come back sooner rather than later because I already want to get into that discussion. I look I'm, forward I'm, to it. I'm absolutely in favor of that. I was just going to say we were going to have you monthly, but I think we're going to look at a, 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 late, a, a date even earlier because now we've got people following this thread and they're thinking, hey, I want to find out about these. So we'll have you back. Um, that brings us to the end of our time, unfortunately, but I just want to remember, remind everyone that you know the episodes of Mobile Presence air Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also check out early episodes, and believe it or not, Shahab, we hit 100 episodes now of the All show. All right. Wow. So we actually should be celebrating. This is awesome. We've got Ken, and we're hitting our 100. Um, so you can check them out by going to Webmaster radio.fm on our website you can find our sh our shows now on iTunes, Stitcher, Zune and now on iHeartRadio 
And you can also stay connected by downloading our mobile app from the iTunes App Store or Google Play. So we're everywhere, and we'll be back with Ken. So thanks for joining us for Mobile Presence, presented by Skywire.com. We told you about how to find the show. How do they find you, Ken? They can find me on Twitter at Ken Heron. That's K-E-N-H-E-R-R-O-N. And Shahab? Uh, on Twitter at Shahab Zagari, Z-A-R-G-A-R-I. And I'm Peggy Ann, A-N-N-E, over at Twitter and at MobileGroove.com. And thanks again for being here. And uh, we'll have Ken back, as I said, to listen to the rest of this fascinating list. And in the meantime, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. Listen to you next week. And we're clear. We're All clear. Right. We didn't get through. I didn't think so we guys, get through the list, I'm so used to an hour show. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.